Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash, and we are coming to you as always from the Woodworth Building in beautiful downtown Owasso, home to my company, AZ Branding Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. So I'm super excited about our guest today. I know I say that all the time, but today I'm really super excited about our guest because I want to introduce you to uh, two people that work with our newest client, and that is the Flint Firebirds, and we're super excited to be working with them. And that is Jeremy Torrey. And Dominic Gutierrez. Did I get it? Mailed it. Awesome. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> thanks for having us. Thanks for yeah, having thanks us. for coming all the way from Flint, the long drive. How long was your commute this morning? About 30 minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. It was, it was 30 minutes for me. So. And, I, and I know Dom got up super early uh, to go do a workout with Casey. Did some like uh, some heavy lifting this morning real early. How did that go? It was good. I mean, you, you only get so many times to work out with a guy that uh, has a couple... Uh, Guinness Book of World Records for he uh, has world records. I didn't know that. I never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. I know me and Jeremy are supposed to go, but we just too early. Yeah, it's just you know we don't have anything to prove, right? Early bird gets the worm. Yeah, I mean, we're you guys are not quite in our league yet. So when you guys <laughs> get there, we'll let you know, and then we'll set something up for you guys. So before we get into the Firebirds and everything that's going on, why don't you guys tell our audience? Uh, you can just go one at a time. Tell us a little bit about you and and what you guys do. Um, so I'm the, I'm the marketing director for the Flint Firebirds. Um, I, I'd handle a handful of our corporate accounts, um, along with overseeing our, our marketing efforts, uh, internally and externally, um, whether if that's our traditional media or, or social media, and then heavily involved in our promotional development. Awesome. And I'm the president of the Firebirds. El Presidente. So I uh, oversee the business operations. I'm also the general manager of the Dort Financial Center. So I oversee the operations of the building as well. Very cool. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we're super excited about working with the Firebirds. And we have a couple of hockey fanatics on the team. And a couple of us enjoy going to the games because we like to watch fights. We enjoy, uh, you know, we enjoy the speed of the game. You know, we enjoy the athleticism of the game, but maybe aren't like hockey, you like <clears throat> super fans, but looking forward to learn more about it. I'll tell you a little bit later about some of my hockey experience and why it never really took for me. But why don't you guys tell us a little about the Flint Firebirds and what it is for those listening who don't know who the Firebirds are or, or what it is. Maybe give them a little taste. So, so the Firebirds are part of the Ontario Hockey League, League which is a major junior hockey league. And it's a development league for the NHL. So roughly about 25% of all NHL players played in the Ontario Hockey League. In, in our time in Flint, um, team launched in 2015. We've had almost 30 players either drafted or signed by NHL teams or both. That's incredible. So uh, Casey tells me that the Ontario Hockey League is like the second largest professional hockey league in North America. Is that accurate or is that just one of his inflated statistics? Oh, I mean, depending how you, you gauge largest, if it's number of teams. Um, so it's a, it's a part of the Canadian Hockey League. So there's three three leagues um, that make up the Canadian Hockey League. There's our league based out of Ontario. There's the Western League based out of Western Canada and in the Western United States. And there's the Quebec League. Um, so every year, those three teams or those three leagues anoint a champion. And then there's a host city. And they have a um, combined championship that's oh, wow. really one of the most coveted um titles in all of all of sports they so get a big cup like they do it's yeah. called called the memorial cup um awesome. it rotates around uh, canada and north america or i mean the united states and it uh, it's it's we, we've had owners in the league that have owned nhl teams and you know they've always chased the memorial cup because it's they, they consider I mean, it it really very is very prestigious yeah. So someday that you guys will be drinking from the Memorial Cup, you hoping? We're hopeful. Yeah, yeah, and actually, for the first time in our league, it's going to be played in the U.S. It's going to be played up in Saginaw um, okay. this year following the season. Saginaw is the be host the year. city. Yeah. So, so how many how many Michigan-based teams are in the OHL? So there's there's two Michigan teams, and there's three teams in the United States. There's another, the third team is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Three total. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
That's pretty cool. So it's you guys, and is it the Saginaw Spirit? Is yep. that the other one? Yep. Okay. All right, cool. So you guys have had a pretty significant amount of your own players uh, go to the NHL. You said close to 30. Who are some of the notable players that hockey fans would know that are former Flint Firebirds? Um, I would say most recently Ty Delandria. Um, I believe it was in 20, the 2019 draft. He was drafted 13th overall by the Dallas Stars. Um, he's had a, a pretty good, pretty good uh, entrance in the NHL now as well. Um, last year he scored two big goals against um, whoever they were playing in the Western Conference Final. I believe it was Vegas. Um, two big goals to actually send it to Game 7, awesome. which was pretty exciting. Um, yeah. I think another notable name would be, uh, or maybe a more familiar one, being a, uh, a former Detroit Red Wing would be Alex Nedeljkovic, huh. um, who played two years in Detroit. Um, now he's in Pittsburgh. So Very cool. So, I, I mean, I've been to a few Firebirds games. The hockey is fantastic. I mean, really good players. And uh question I have is, you know, I know the players range from, what, 16 to – is there a 2021 2021 yeah. so how does that work with a kid being in high school still um obviously he's probably not playing for his high school team how does that work with them traveling you know i know it's somewhat regional but still it's probably a lot of travel and it is at work it, it's it's a very demanding schedule in in a portion of the team is in high school every year um so all our players come in they stay with host families which are called billets in our community and they go to if they're in high school, they go to go to one of the local high schools. Um, some of the students or some of the players are, are still college students too that, that may take classes on the side. Um, and in we require pretty high academic standards. Um, yeah, that's good. Dominic had mentioned one of our former captains, Ty Delandria. Um, he was going to Grand Blanc High School and, and while traveling for 34 road games, playing 34 home games, practices almost daily. You know, he maintained a 4.0 GPA. So. So we, you know, we have pretty high academic standards as well. So they're, they're student athletes um, while they're here as well. So why do they, I mean, ultimately, obviously, I realize it's developmental for the NHL. So it's a great way for them to get seen by people who could draft them. Why do they choose this uh, as opposed to going to a Division One college or D2 college um, on a scholarship? Or is it a combination of that? Yeah, I mean, the, the players that come in, it, it, it really depends on, on the specific athlete. But there's so much tradition and history in this league. Yeah. Um, you know, you've, Wayne Gretzky played in this league. Right? Incredible. Some of the greatest players of all time that have, have come through this league. And it's really the, the development. It's, it's, it's geared like, you know, a mini NHL program from the buildings that, that some of the teams play in and the way that the training's handled. Um, the coaching staff is staffs are assembled. It's it's just a it's a different experience. Um, and you know, occasionally guys will go to college and then may may still come to here after. Well, you know, again, not knowing a ton, I I know that probably not every D one college even has a hockey program, right? And so there's probably limited spots even on this college teams. But it sounds like you know if you're looking to really go, I mean, there's there's a big. Um, it's kind of an honor to play in this league and something that guys look forward to and. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So I'm a huge sports fan. Like I love sports. When I was growing up, anything that had uh, something keeping score where I could win, uh, I wanted to do it. I didn't care what it was. If there was competition, I wanted to be a part of it. I have a little uh, little hockey experience. I had a couple friends that were really good hockey players. Their dad uh, played uh, through high school. I think he played a little in college, and he um, used to – freeze over a pond in McCurdy Park, and we'd go out and play. And so since my friends were playing, I'm like, i got to play some hockey. And, uh, you know, they were, they were keeping score, so I wanted to do it. Plus, you know, I'd watch the Mighty Ducks. So, you know, you, <laughs> you want to go out there and, and learn Everybody's hockey. inspiration. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was one of my favorite movies. So I'm like, I could do that. And I realized, like, skating is hard. <laughs> like, for me, it was definitely – I got weak ankles from playing basketball. So, like, I would always end up, like, on the skates. Like, my feet are, like, out like this. And, and so I – my Vested in better skates, tied them up tighter, and I could never just get to the point where I could skate really gracefully. I could move fast. You know, it's like that one kid on my ducks who couldn't stop. Like I could skate really fast, <laughs> and then I couldn't stop. And of course, we're playing on a pond that's got basically like about a two foot berm of dirt around it. So if you don't stop, you're not hitting a wall. You're like going out into the, <laughs> into the yeah. snow. So, so I always ended up. We'd go out, and I'd end up after about thirty minutes in my shoes playing goalie because I, <laughs> I couldn't do it. So I'm like, I just had people hitting pucks at me all the time, so it wasn't the greatest experience. But 
loving sports the way that I do, um, you know, I always thought, man, what a cool job to be able to work in sports professionally. And so, I mean, you guys get to do that. So tell us what it's like working for a professional sports franchise and, and what you guys enjoy about that. Um, I honestly, I think one of my favorite things, um, I was born and raised in the Flint community. Um, it's, uh, Dort financial center, formerly known as, uh, let's say IMA. Yeah. Or IMA yeah I mean, it, there's <laughs> a laundry yeah. list of names of, of what it's called. I remember as the uh, IMA. Yeah. But it was, it was one of the first places I ever tied, tied my own skates. Um, so it's, it's very special to me. Um, growing up playing the sport of hockey as well. Um, it, it holds a special place in my heart. And to, to have a platform in our community where we can in, invite uh, a family-friendly environment, um, have everyone enjoy it, um, is, is truly special to me. That's amazing. That's almost poetic. Almost poetic, really. <laughs> yeah, That's don't awesome. cry, Tony. I'm, I was already <laughs> crying over I looked off camera and wiped the tear away. I'm like, holy cow, cue the music, everybody. Yeah, it's... That's a pretty cool story. <clears throat> it's it's great. I mean, you, you get to be in at this level. You get to see these players that come in at 16 years old. Right? We draft players that are 15, 16 years old. So we have just like the NHL. We have our own draft. We've got scouts that, that scour, you know, Canada and and, and North America, and nor, or the, the northern United States, and we're looking for for who's going to be on our team, right? So it's very competitive. But you see these players come in at 16 years old and you see him leave at 20 or 21 years old and, and just the transformation, um, you know, professionally, um, you know, academically, you know, as a person, as an athlete. And it's, you never get bored. Like I, I was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday on my way home. I'm like, you know, it's, in this business, you don't sit there and watch the clock. Like it's not going okay. You know What's when when's, when when we out of here for the day. Like in a lot of times, it's it's the opposite. Like need the day to slow day, down, right? Like you need yeah. more more time in a day. But it goes by so fast because you know there is that enjoyment. No two days are the same. Um, you get to deal, you know, with, with great businesses like yourself. You get to deal with the, the public that comes out and you know meet different people and their stories. And you know I've I've been at the arena for a little over nineteen years, so been there for three different hockey teams. Um, but you see, you know, from when I started, you see these little kids coming with their families and, and now they're bringing little kids sometimes. It's, yeah. and, and it's really, it really reinforces the importance of a, a facility like ours, a team like ours, you know, at, at the local level, um, the connection that it has to the community and the importance. So it, it's rewarding in that way, um, but it, it's enjoyable. Like it's not, you know, every job's got a grind to it, right? Um, yeah, but the days, the days just fly by because it's you know it's 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 a great it's a great uh, opportunity that we have to be able to work for a team. Awesome man. Well, he almost outdid you, Dom. I mean, you guys both got me going. We're gonna have to you know <laughs> play some great music. This I can hear the heart and the passion and what you guys do. Talking about the families who you know came when they were kids, now bringing their kids. That's just such a cool thing. And like I said, we 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 enjoy going. We've taken our youth group from our church there, and uh, you know I coach varsity boys basketball, and I've never had a player that was good enough to go play even like D3 college. You know, we've had a few guys that maybe if they had the best tryout of their life, they might, you know, get a slot and sit the bench, but um, they've never had like that caliber. But a lot of these guys talk about, you know, especially when you're that age and like basketball is life or baseball is life or, you know, soccer, football, whatever, they want a job in sports. And a lot of times kids think the only job in sports is I gotta be a player. And, you know, so what kind of some of the opportunities just in an organization like yours for a young person watching that's like, I want to work in sports. I don't have the skill to maybe be on a team, but, you know, I like to work around it and be a part of it. What are some of the things that kids should be looking to do, training they should get, experience they should get? There's really a wide variety. It's interesting, you know, I've, I've we've had a few broadcasters in, in our time in Flint and, you know, I always talk to them, like, how'd you get into this? And a lot of times, you know, they've, they they love the sport or they love sports in general. And they identified, like, I'm, I'm not going to be a professional athlete, right? I'm not going to be a college athlete, but I want to be around the sport. And a lot of times, you know, those broadcasters start honing their skills, you know, like 8, 9, 10, 11 years old. Yeah. And they start calling games, you know, as they're watching them. And it's really it's really interesting. Um, but, you know, from, from broadcasting to, you know, you guys are working with us on, on our, our pregame experience. And, 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 this, and it's the same thing. We've got, you know, we've got graphic designers that, that we work with. Um, you know, there's the sales component. There's the customer service component. 
everybody thinks when they want to work in sports, like they want to be the coach, right? They want to be the GM. They want to, you know, right. the, the hockey operation or the, the sports operation. Um, if it's, if it's different than hockey, um, and those jobs are obviously very, very competitive and, you know, you have to have a, a ton of experience to get into that, but there's that too, you know, there's, we got a great team support team that, that makes sure the players have everything they need from our, our equipment manager, Cameron and his staff, you know, these guys are up all hours of the night, getting ready, making sure the teams, the team's ready to go. You know, when we hit the road or we have a game at home, make sure everything's perfect for the players. So there's, there's all kinds of jobs. Um, that's just on the team side. Then you go on the building side of it where, you know, there's, there's maintenance jobs, more customer service jobs. There's, you know, lots of opportunity, but it's no matter what the job, it's still a different experience because you're, you're creating an environment and an experience for families to come out, have a great time. Right. That's so, you know, that's the end goal. And you know, there's, it's, it's rewarding for, for a lot of people. And I think to, uh, to add to Jeremy's comment, um, especially for a young person too, um, as, as myself came in straight out of college as well, just to, to really just be a sponge. I think that's the, the best thing to do is to, to be around, um, meet the right people and, and build those connections is very important as we, as we know that, uh, the sports world and, and as you alluded to kind of working into sports is it's a, it's a small network. Um, so it's important to, again, to, to be that sponge, ask those questions, Absolutely. to be around, be an intern, um, wear a couple different hats and, and be that person to volunteer. Yeah. And then, I mean, when, when something does open up, it's, it's, you prove yourself, it's so-and-so yeah. it's, is the first person that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, go pay your dues, you know, yeah. go be the guy cleaning up the parking lot. It takes a lot to put on a show like you guys put on a great show. We're excited to be a part of creating some of the digital mm -hmm. parts of making that show really fun for the fans. Um, but man, it, it takes a lot of people I'm sure to put on a show like that. And um, so, yeah, if you're young watching and you want to, you're in the area Flint's, this is our community. So, you know, go see what you could do. Like be, be the guy that's willing to do whatever, you know, and, and work your way up, prove yourself. And I think there's such a value in that for young people. They, they you know, especially now today, I think with social media, Kids just see all these overnight successes at something. They go viral, and now they're making millions of dollars doing this. And so kids, like, they want to skip all the hard work. And, you know, there is the possibility that you can go viral and become an overnight success, but it's so rare. It's like one in a 100 million, you know. And so there's a value to just saying, I want to do this. I want to work in sports or whatever. I'm going to go find a way to be around it, like you said, and just, you know, intern or get a minimum wage job doing something so that I'm around it, prove myself, and, you know, work your way up the chain. Yeah, and a lot of times those overnight successes, there's a lot of times decades of hard work. Sure, that it seemed overnight where, to you. But. They, yeah, to the person the person doing it, it wasn't, exactly. certainly wasn't overnight. But there's, you know, and we have, Dominic had kind of alluded to, you know, even our internship program. So we have high schoolers that intern and work on the game day um, part of things, which is, which is a lot of fun for them. They're involved in the in-game promotions and, you know, interns in college and, and high school and we've, we've got volunteer programs with our with our usher program there's all kinds of ways to get involved and you know i would encourage anybody that's interested um to explore it because you know you there, there is there's a lot of different paths and it's uh it, it's a great it's a great business to work in yeah well i think it's awesome i think uh we're really, really looking forward to being a part of it and getting to know more about it. And just to be, like I said, as a huge sports fan, just to be working with a sports franchise is something we're super excited about. I wanted to mention, you mentioned the IMA, which is what I grew up in, <laughs> which meant the Flint Generals. And, uh, you know, as a kid, going to Flint Generals games was it was a blast uh, just because they were known for lots of fights. <laughs> they were, it was like you were guaranteed four to five fights a game. And at one point, Darren McCarty went and played for the – the generals were like, there's going to be more fights. So, you know, that was I, that was a memory that I had. But so for the person listening, what's, you know, some of the differences between what it was, the Flint Generals, and now it's it's the Flint Firebirds playing there. What are some of the things that are maybe a little different? So that that's pretty easy for me to speak to because I actually started out, I worked for the generals as my, my first job at the arena. Um, I was doing game day for the generals. And my very first season, the 0405 season, was the year of the NHL lockout. So... Um, in the first game I worked, it was actually the first 
generals game I'd ever been to. Like I didn't, I didn't grow up <laughs> playing hockey, um, lived out in the country and, and we weren't making the commute into, into the city to, to play. Um, we had all the other sports to play. So it, um, it's a much, much different, um, experience then in and since then the building has has completely transformed but that first year we had the nhl locker so we're going you know we average a couple thousand fans a game and then some of the the red wings and, and other pro players during the lockout because we weren't an affiliated league could come play in our league right. and not be crossing you right. know the strike line right so chris chelios and and darian hatcher played for a team in in uh, detroit and first game they're playing us and you go from a couple thousand fans a game to sold out standing room only um but you know they're they're fans of the generals are, are so passionate as as are the the firebirds fans and we actually saw from the generals there was a team called the michigan warriors um it was a, a lower level junior team the, the the focus there was kids wanting to go play college hockey in the u.s um and it never really, it never really caught on. Um, it had a, a decent fan base, but nothing like the Generals. Certainly nothing like the Firebirds. Um, but it served as a kind of a bridge between the two, and it just was was too big of a drop when the you know when the Generals left and the, and the Warriors came in. It, people just they they thought it was basically high school hockey, right? Yeah. And they're like, I can go support my local high yeah, school. It's got to be quality hockey if people are going to pay to watch. So when the Firebirds came in, it came back to that that pro style, right? Yeah. It's 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 junior hockey, but you see some of the best athletes in the world, right, in that age group. Yeah. And so it, you know, those old Generals fans that were so passionate about hockey came over and and it was a new experience. So you, you got a lot of new fans in too that, that may have been NH, NHL fans, right? That weren't necessarily um, Generals fans. So you created this kind of mix of of, of different fandoms and it's uh, it's been great. I mean, the the attendance coming out of COVID has, has been great. The support of the community has been great. Um, so we're gonna you know, continue to grow. And it's uh, it was it was a little different though. Sure, um, I can imagine. The fighting part of the game certainly, <laughs> you know, has been has been moving out. Um, the NHL's had a concentrated effort to you know kind of get so there's li- there's limitations. They they still happen. I <laughs> mean, um, they're still you know they're still a hit with fans. Yeah, but uh, certainly not like the old Generals days when you'd have you know full line brawls. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. every couple of weeks. But <laughs> hockey player breaking a beer bottle over the ice <laughs> yeah. and shanking a guy. Yeah, it doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> And I think um, to, to speak on, on Jeremy's behalf too, um, or the Firebirds' behalf, um, the I think the generals were kind of not to speak about anyone's career, but they were they were older individuals, so they were kind of seeing their way out on their professional career, I would say. And I think we've done a fantastic job uh, marketing that our players are on the way up, um, as we have um, possibly six NHL drafted players on our team this year. We had four drafted in that past NHL draft this past year. And, um, I mean, on any given night at a Flint Firebirds game here in Flint, Michigan, there may be 10 to 12 NHL draft picks on the ice that you'll see in the NHL eventually. Well, I would say from my perspective, going, having gone to a couple games, I had no idea it was high school players. Like, the hockey is really good. And until Casey told me that that's what the OHL was, I was shocked. I'm like, oh, really? Because I mean, it's really good hockey. And, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I've been, been to Red Wings games. I actually went to a game up uh, watched Lake Superior. That was some really fun hockey to watch. Um, and so I just – I didn't notice anything. I did notice, like, on this Jumbotron, like, some of these kids look really young, but mm-hmm. I had no idea they were high school. So it is really, really good hockey. So it's- I think that's important to know. It's pretty funny when you're when you introduce yourself to these kids as they're coming in and they're 16 years old and they're right. 6'3 and you're kind of looking up at them but they're 170 pounds just soaking wet. <laughs> it's uh like if I was when I was 16 I would probably would have given my left leg to be 6'3 170 pounds. So to speak on the the athlete's behalf I it's uh it's it's a fantastic product to watch and um bound to be NHL stars one of these days. So you said the franchise started in 2015. Um, what was kind of some of the 
Give us kind of a background of how the whole thing came to be. Like, who started the franchise, and why did they determine Flint was the place? So, so our owner, um, his name's Rolf Nelson. He's a hockey fanatic, loves hockey, um, wanted to own a hockey team, but he also wanted to own a building because he wanted to – his vision was he wanted to be able to control the, the entire experience. And it was, uh, it was important to him to be able to have both, you know, not just have a team and, and plop it in somebody else's building. Um, so – you know, since then he's invested a lot of money into upgrading the facility. Anybody that that walks in today right. can can see all the all the differences. Before he came to town, you know, we didn't have the center hung jumbotron that that's there now. We didn't have the media suite, the the hockey operations complex. You know, it used to be a combination of storage rooms and, and break rooms and offices, and you know that whole area we demoed and, and built five thousand square foot hockey complex. None of that. Had, existed before the old the old locker room actually became a state-of-the-art weight room and training facility um then during covid we, we did another major round of upgrades adding all the led ribbon um replacing all the seats to, to nice cushioned black vinyl seats all from and, the palace right yep a lot of that stuff all that stuff actually came from the palace um we we uh we actually acquired all of the led ribbon they had so it's amazing we've got more led ribbon than probably any building our size in the country um we got, I think, roughly a third of a mile of LED between, you know, when you walk in and you're greeted with giant six-foot screens in the lobby and, and you walk in, there's two tiers of LED. And it's, like I said, it's a, it did, it's a much different experience now, even than when... We're when excited to fill it up came. with graphics, by the way, just yeah, so you know. It's, it's going to be awesome. We can't <laughs> wait. We, we got to, you know, see a little bit of the work that you guys have been working on. It looks fantastic. Fans, fans are going to love it, I think. I hope so. We're excited about that. And of course, I'm a huge Pistons fan, so just you know the nostalgia of I loved the Palace and LCA does a good job. It's a nice arena. It's an incredible arena, but to me, it's a whole different experience than the Palace. I really miss the Palace. You know, of course, it helps when the Pistons have a good team as well. So maybe that's the biggest difference. Is we're not very good anymore. It's coming. We got a good core, man. Yep. We got a good core. Don't get me going on the Pistons. We'll talk about that the rest of the podcast. <laughs> So um, let's talk about the fan experience, okay? So, you know, what can the fans expect? I just finished the book literally last week, Fans First. Have you read this book? Uh, it's the um, the guy who uh, owns the Savannah Bananas. Are you familiar with the Savannah Bananas? Yeah. It's an incredible book. You have to get it. It's a must-read book, especially in, in your world. His whole philosophy is fans first. Like, everything we do is not about even about – the good of baseball or the good of the, the purity of the game. It's what can we do to make a great fan experience? Now they're in a different league where they can break a lot of rules. Yeah, yeah. They invented this thing called banana ball. And you know, they have innings where if a fan catches a home run ball, it's an out. Like you can't do that stuff, obviously when you're in an organized league, but their philosophy of how to create an incredible experience for the fans, because he said it basically at the end of the day, if the fans don't come, you don't have a franchise. Right. And so they go through, incredible links to really create a fan experience. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's a great book. So it's, it's, it's an easy read. Um, so if your readers definitely get it, but what are some of the things that fans can expect when they come into, you know, the Dort financial center and maybe they've never been there, maybe they have, what are some of the things they're going to expect? I think it's important, um, that right when the fan walks in the doors, our doors open at six o'clock, right when they walk in there, they're kind of wowed at the at the experience. As Jeremy mentioned, we we upgraded the facility um, throughout the our eight years, eight seasons. Um, so when they walk in, they see the big center hung video board, they see the fresh sheet of ice, they can smell the hockey rink, um, which is one of my favorite parts. Yes, um, I could, I they could they sense see it. all the LED boards. It's it looks like a a mini NHL rink when you watch that Detroit Red Wings game. You're like, wow, this place is in Flint, Michigan. Um, but throughout the game, I think it's we we've done a very good job the past couple seasons coming out of COVID, enhancing our game day experience um, from any promotion that we do in house to our intermission games, and it's a it's sixty minutes that that uh, sixty minutes is the game, but we have two hours to entertain the people. Right. Um, so it's very important to us to to have those those fun experiences, whether if it's uh, Kind of like I, I mentioned, the intermission games or 
the the kid getting on the video board dancing will will make his make his night. Yeah, he'll tell everybody um, about that for the rest of his yeah, life. Right, yeah, right, right. Uh, I mean, you have no idea how many kids still floss these days. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> still a thing. I, I always get a good laugh still a thing. out of it. the floss off. Yeah, or or even the Fortnite dances still. Yeah. Um, but it's we've we've done a really good job selling that selling the experience. Um, even one of the one of the things this past season, which we spoke about. Uh, we have a couple different uh, promotions with restaurants. Um, one being Little Caesars. If we score in the first minute, it's the hot and ready goal of the game. If we score four goals, Jersey Mike's gives you, a, um, which will now be a, a $4 regular sub last. The past two seasons, it was a free mini sub. Um, and then there was there was one more. But I believe, I believe that with the price of the ticket, it's worth the price of admission because sure. you're, I mean, you could go home and, and feed your family for, for, <laughs> for fairly expensive or but fairly inexpensive. Too. I think you're talking about the Dort financial night. You came in, you got a hat Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. from Dort financial, um, ni- nice hat too. And then we scored in the first minute. <laughs> yeah. So they got a hot and ready pizza with the purchase of breadsticks. Then we scored four goals. So they got a sub, from Jersey Mike's, <laughs> the value, and I think there was one other prize that um, that we had that night. But you know, the starting ticket price for an adult is fifteen dollars. Yeah, so they literally walked out <laughs> having seen the game like with $50 like thirty dollars, thirty to forty dollars in value, right? Like, and that's the the fan experience is 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 critical. So we we never. And everybody's like, well, what do you guys do in the off season? Like, season's over. Like, just vacation time, right? right. Well, we immediately. I mean, and I, and I may. We, we probably don't, you know, give, give staff enough time to kind of digest, but it, it really is important to us to create the, the absolute best fan experience we can. So we started almost immediately planning for the next year. And since we do have full control of the building, like it, it's a lot easier for us to do things, things that it may, may be for some other teams. You know, if we want to run a concession op, or a concession promotion, we just – you know, we're one in the same. So we, okay, we're gonna, how are we going to make it work, right? So we, um, we we really spend a lot of time going, how's this season going to be better than last? How's this game going to be better than the last for the fans? Um, you know, and it isn't always just capital improvements, but there's there's been a ton of that, and that certainly has had a major impact. But even like our concessions offerings, I'm working with our, our concession management team all the time on bringing in new products and they work really, really hard to try to come up with new products in a, in a space that, you know, a lot of times is just rinse and repeat, right? Same, same products everywhere you go. We, we try to keep that mix up, make sure there's, there's great quality food because that's increasingly coming and becoming more and more important to, to, to fans when they come out, they want good quality food. So we've, you know, we added a grill a few years ago so we could add a whole bunch of new food options um, but Dominic had mentioned, you know, when you first walk in the in the building, having that initial, you know, wow, this is awesome feeling. I, people never forget that. Like I remember oh. when I was 10, 11 years old, first time walking into Tiger Stadium. I remember and it too. I, I walked out. We were in we were in right field, and walk out the tunnel and just seeing this pristine grass, humongous field, yeah. right? Like it, it, and I'll never forget it in my entire Neither. life. Same. And we want our fans. To have the same thing, it's 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 different. It's a hockey rink instead of a baseball field, but you can still try to accomplish that. To that a kid, same thing. it's it's monumental. It's huge, and yeah. when you walk in, you do get the sense that you're walking into a professional hockey arena and a sports arena. So I think you guys have done a great job with that. And you know, going back to the giveaways, like what I have noticed is it doesn't matter. Like people love free stuff. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a four dollar sub or a cheap T shirt. You know, you go to a Pistons game or a Tigers game or whatever, you see these guys run out throwing out T-shirts that are like $4 T-shirts that they'll probably never wear. But people are tackling each other to get to this free T-shirt. And then they just, you know, they tell everyone, I, I, I want a free sub. I got it hot and ready. Like, it's a it's an experience that really increases. So thinking about ways to really make that fun for the fans I think is awesome. And, uh, you know, I have a suggestion for the, um, the concessions if you haven't already done this. Right. I'm a huge wing fanatic. Like not red wings, but like hot wings, fire birds wings. Do you have the fire wings? Like so we have, we have chicken strips. No, no, no. And, no, and we no, have no, some no, different no, sauces. No, no. Hold, on, hold on, hold on. We're <laughs> off track already. We're talking wings, man, with a bone in them. 
like bone in wings, bone in fire wings, like themed. You need to come up, maybe have someone make your own unique fire sauce, and I, it may not be popular. I would jump in line to get that. I don't know if everyone loves wings as much as I do, but I'm like a wing snob kind of. I'm a chicken I always wing say, fanatic myself. I, yeah, I always <laughs> say like. Uh, boneless wings are not wings; they're chicken nuggets. So, <laughs> so I like that you have chicken tenders. That's great, but I think maybe you know we should try to come up with. This is just I'm throwing this out here for free, you know. But some fire wings, you know, it could be cool. We'll, you know, who we'll, knows? We'll jump but, on know, that. When we maybe get people back. don't want to have messy fingers in the stands. Eating. I don't know. It might not work at all. It might be the biggest flop you ever did, and then you could blame me. But I think it's a uh, you know some fire wings would be. Would be fire. In the interim, we do have a, a sandwich we call the Fire Bird Ooh, chicken sandwich. I'm gonna be trying that. You try sure. that out. It's good. I'll be trying it's that, good, yeah. especially I, if you like. You'll spicy. find me at the concession stand regularly. So, um, I love the food experience of anywhere I go. I'm a foodie, so I just love trying the different things. And I, you know, even like the uniqueness of the type of hot dog uh, an arena serves or whatever. It's 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 pretty cool. Kogels, by the way, only has to be only Kogels. Yes, gotta be Kogels. Serve the curve, right? Yeah. So, how have you, if you guys noticed, uh, has the presence of the Firebirds had an impact on like youth hockey in the area, or like you know the appeal of hockey younger kids, or what are some of the things that the Firebirds is doing to really kind of promote younger kids getting involved in the sport in the community? We think so, and it's it was really important to the owner too. And when he brought, like I said, he loves hockey, very very passionate about hockey, and, and wants us That's to help, help grow the sport. Um, and we've got some great programs. We work with the Eastern Michigan Hockey Association. They're known as the Junior Firebirds. Um, so, you know, that port- partnership's important to us because, you know, they have the ability to use our brand to hopefully help grow the sport, and, and they've done a really good job with it. We work with another program. Um, many people probably know Rico Phillips, a former firefighter. Um, he runs a program called the Inner City Youth Hockey Program, and it's a free program that they come in, they skate eight to ten weeks out of the year at the arena, um, introduces kids kids to hockey, and we're, we're very involved in supporting that program. Actually, he, he just opened up um, in Mott Park. They put in a new roller, bo- or, uh, roller hockey court. So we were over for the ribbon cutting of that last week. So, you know, all important things to, to continue to Get grow the to sport the of hockey and, and, and make it accessible. Get back to the sport, yeah. Yep. Very, very good. And I think it's important that the owner is a hockey fan. You know, I was reading somewhere the amount of professional sports owners that could care less about the actual sport. They're just businessmen uh, who realize it's a gold mine to own a professional sports franchise, especially at the, you know, full high level there. And so, you know, the article was about how how many franchises like their goal isn't even winning. It's just how can we make money? How can mm-hmm. we sell tickets? How can we sell jerseys? And that as a fan, it's just disheartening. You know, I remember, you know, you know, well, I, I'm such a fan that like when my team loses, I feel like it ruined my day. Like I'm down. I'm I don't want to talk to people. I remember back in the Pistons golden era when they were, you know, from 2004 to 2008 or whatever, when they were good. Like I remember driving home from games where they lost and I just didn't talk to anybody the whole game, like a regular <laughs> season game, like against the Bucks or whatever, like doesn't matter. So like as a fan, you're like, these guys love the game and you want player, you want the players on the team to love the game. You want to know the coach loves the game and you want to know the owner loves the game. So I think the fact that the owner is a hockey fan, that's going to that's gonna produce the best product on the ice, yeah. in the arena, at the experience. So I think that's incredible. I think it's important that people know that. Um, so, so looking ahead, what are some of the big aspirations and goals that you guys have for the franchise and where you'd like to see it go? I mean, it's really eight years old. You guys started in 2015. We also started in 2015. Yeah. So um, what are some of the big goals you guys have for the franchise? So out of the, on the ice, obviously, we, we want to win a championship, right? We've, we've had um, two, two seasons. We've had playoff runs. Um, we, you know, two seasons ago, we were, we were in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals. Um, just came up very short of making the championship, championship round. Um, off the ice, you know, success is, is creating a sustainable team here, right, that, that our community can support, um, that can – there's teams in this league – that have been around 60, 70 years. Like we want that for the Firebirds. We want the Firebirds to be around, you know, for you guys one of the newer teams. We are, we are one of the newer teams. Um, and the team w- was purchased um, from the owner that owned the Plymouth Whalers. Okay. And it was it was moved to here, and, and you know we we basically rebranded as an expansion franchise almost, but it was an existing franchise. Um, but that's you know that's the the long the long term goal is to win championships. 
continue to raise money for our different charity and nonprofit partners in the community. Um, we do a lot of a lot of that, um, supporting different charitable events. You know, some of the, the the big charities in town we do jersey auctions for throughout the season, um, ticket fundraising, 50-50, you know, fundraising opportunities. We have fundraising opportunities through our, our concession um, concessions for boosters programs. Um, that's a that's really a key to to our model also is we're we want to you know go beyond the sports and entertainment aspect that you know teams are for we really feel it's it's our place to help support the community too and we yeah. do that in a lot of ways um we want to be a strong community partner awesome well, i want to get that custom jersey that we were talking about too when those come out so i think it's great i, I love hearing what you guys are doing and, and I'm, I'm glad that there's you know I'm glad to hear as a fan that there's a vision behind it there's some love for the game and that the ultimate goal is let's win a championship, right? It's beyond a business. Like, let's let's play some real good hockey. So I think that's another thing the fans can look forward to is they're going to see a competitive team on the ice. Um, so this will air on September 25th, the Monday. So it's a week from Monday. So it's a big week for you guys. So what are some of the things that you want the fans to know that's going on with the Firebirds right now and what they should be doing to take part? So the first thing is the home opener is Saturday, September 30th. So um, come out, you'll get a ch first chance to see, you know, see the 23-24 the team. Um, we've got some great promotions this year. Um, you had mentioned giveaways. Uh, I'll tease it a little bit. You're going to be hearing soon. Uh, by the time this airs, you may have already heard it. It's, it's going to be released by them, but we've probably got our best giveaway, courtesy of Dort Financial Credit Union, that I think we've, we've ever had. Um, fans are going to be ecstatic about it. Awesome. Um, well, we'll be there, so I'm excited about that. And we got, um, I'll let Dominic talk a little bit about, we've got a new promotion this year that really is, is geared to be very fan interact. We called it our Fans' Choice Night. It's on November 17th. November 18th. November 18th. Keep saying November 18th. 7, November 18th. Um, it's called Fans' Choice Night. So we're in the preliminary phases of, of creating that promotion. So the first part was selecting what the theme's going to be. So we, we did a big survey. We got a whole bunch of, of entries on different promotions people wanted to do. The one that came out, uh, we narrowed it down and then and took the top, I think, four or five narrowed it down to those and, and the winner came out was i believe 80 was it 80 90s, 90s night, night? Yep. 90s night was the winner and now we're going to continue to build that promotion through the fans and, and i'll let dominic talk a little more about that process and how we're trying to keep fans engaged and in, in really having input on you know what that night's going to look like when when people come out awesome well come out to opening night watch some good hockey we'll be there you know you get to see us if that means anything to you so yeah, come out, check it out. And we'll talk at the end before we go. We'll let you guys give everyone all the places they can get tickets, interact with the team, socials, all those things. But before we, you know, really wrap this thing up, we have a segment in our show. And I appreciate you guys sharing with us with everything about what you guys do and about the franchise. I, I mean, listen, you you in my opinion, from my perspective, you guys are the right guys for the job. I can hear the passion. You talk about what you do, you love it. And I think that's only gonna make for a better um, just experience all around for people involved and people coming. But we have this segment called 50 Questions, just rapid-fire questions, where we uh, just go rapid-fire. There's 25 for Dom and 25 for Jeremy, all right? So don't overthink it, whatever pops in your head. And uh, this is going to be a way for everyone to get to know you guys, all right? All right, so we're going to start with Dom. You guys ready for this? <laughs> oh, <right>. boy. <laughs> this is a real tough one, Dom. Hit me with your best shot. Talked about How did you start your day today? Um, I worked out uh, with, with Casey Lambert today, Mr. Owasso. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, if you could spend the day with anyone in the world, who would that be? Oh, wow. Elon Musk. And what would you do with Elon? I would pick his brain as much time as he would give me. You know, it's funny. <laughs> Elon's probably one of the number one answers we get to that question. Everybody wants to spend the day with Elon. So, all right, Dom, what is one thing you'd love to master? Love to master. It's mm. a hard question. Can I? Can you circle back Ask, to me on that? We'll one? try yeah. to come back yeah. to it. All right, Jeremy. Who is your all-time favorite goon on the hockey on the, on, on the ice? The someone oh, that just picked the fights. It's got to be Darren McCarty. Right. We've met him a couple times. Who thinks he's yeah. he's a fantastic? Oh yeah, I've met him too. He's person. a great guy. He will spend. I mean, we, we've had a couple events with him. I know this is rapid fire, but it's where right. he, uh, you know, he did. He does a comedy routine. We did a comedy show with him. 
and he stayed and shook hands and took pictures with every single person that came to that event. I mean, he was there probably an hour and a half after the show. We had him out last year for um, an alumni game. Same thing. Like, people just gravitated to his table after he sat there. Our game was going on, and he was still meeting and greeting, so every last person got a chance to meet him, say hi, get a picture. I mean, fantastic. He's a man of the people for sure. Unbelievable. Yeah, we uh, were involved. uh, I don't know if you remember during COVID, there was an organization that started called Let Them Play. There was a group of parents that said, hey, now that we know what's happened, let our kids play these sports. Because, they, of course, they canceled everything. So they wanted to provide opportunities for the kids to play safety, safely. So they had a big rally at the um, Capitol, and there was thousands of kids there. And Darren McCarty showed up. And he was, like, getting the fa- kids hyped up, throwing jersey. <laughs> he took his shirt off. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me one so I got to meet him after. Just a cool dude. Just a great dude. Um, does, uh, does one come to mind, the greatest hockey fight of all time? Not offhand. <laughs> All right, back to Dom. Did you think it's something you want to master? Yeah, if I could master anything, uh, being a foodie like Tony himself, uh, we'll I think have to I go would, on a little. Journey. I would love to master culinary arts. Without, I, I would love to master without gaining weight. That would be yeah. like, can I just yeah. try all the foods without gaining weight? That would be amazing, right there. I think that's a wish or a dream. That's a wish. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Dom. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Flint, Michigan. Um, raised in Flint and Grand Blanc. How old were you when you started playing hockey? I was four years old. That's young. Yeah. That's young. Jeremy, in your opinion, greatest hockey player of all time? Oh, wow. I mean, it's got to be Wayne Gretzky statistically. Great one. He's parts, called the great one, right? These parts, you know, I don't think Steve Eiserman's too far behind in no, most I of agree. our minds. Yeah, I agree with that. So this one might get you into trouble. I don't know. Greatest firebird of all time. Um, I'm going to have to go with, you know, Ty DeLandry because he, he's, he was first round, our first, first round draft pick. He is, you know, he's in the Western conference finals this year, but there's a, there's a lot of them that are going to have great careers. Okay. Dom, same to you. Greatest hockey player of all time. Oh, greatest, greatest. I mean, I mean, you have to go with Wayne Gretzky, right? Yeah, it's tough not to, right? The most it's like decorated NHL player ever. So, and then your greatest Firebird is the same as well, or? Um, I believe so. I mean, Ty Delandria. I mean, he's he was um, he was probably my favorite personally to work with. Um, he always had a smile on his face. He was easy to work with. Extremely professional, and um, I mean, he has a couple records with us still. Um, so I th- I think his his work here the go as of now speaks volumes. He's the GOAT. Okay, so, Jeremy, I know you're a big sports guy. If you could coach any sport other than hockey, what would you coach? Basketball. Me too. If you could resurrect one person from history and place them in today's world, who would it be? It's me or Dominic? It's you. Me again. again. Resurrect one person from history. And what, what, what happens? Place after? them in today's world. What would you, what, what, who would it be? Wow. This is rapid fire, but these are deep questions. Deep, deep. Well, we did send them um, to you before, so I, I guess I should have looked at so that. Look at the email. <laughs> um, How about Kobe? Uh, Basketball fan? No, maybe not Kobe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take your answer, but I'll, I'll pass. Come back, Dominic. Do you have one? Uh, I honestly, I don't have one that comes to mind. That's all right. Okay, Dom. How many times a week do you field a question about the generals? Um, in the summer, not so much, but I would say during our season from September to March, quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's endless stories or questions about, uh, the Flint generals. So as a hockey player that started at four years old, what's your best strength as a hockey player? Like, what were you really good at besides the triple deke from coach Bombay? Um, I think when I was younger, <laughs> my skating, um, you're a strong skater. Yeah. I think as I've gotten older, my hips have gotten tighter. So Maybe you can give me some lessons on not how to very stop. mobile anymore. Uh, Jeremy, who was your favorite NHL player growing up? Steve Eiserman. What is the view again? What's the most important quality that a successful person should have? I really think it's work ethic being hardworking. Um, you can, you can overcome any shortcomings you may have, I think with hard work. Dom, what is the daily habit that everyone should do? Mm, take time to themselves to uh, just talk to yourself or reflect on your day a little bit. Just don't let people see you talking to yourself. 
Yeah, yeah, right. Well, they they might see me on my right car ride home. I I typically try. It's only ten minutes, but I don't try to listen to any music or, or call anyone. So it's my own little uh, safe or quiet place. So this is a Casey question. I'm not sure what it means, but <laughs> oh boy, it's for you. Who has the best? Is it Selly? Who has the best Selly on the Firebirds? What's a Selly before we start? Celebration. Uh, it's a goal oh, celebration. It's a celebration. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was a cell phone. Like yeah. <laughs> Well, this guy's got an iPhone 15, so it's mm, the best. The best celebration. Um, can I answer with two people? They were saying it yesterday. Now that the lady was like, okay, it's time to do your Selly video. So I, I get it now. Celebration. Yeah. Now I'll know forever. Um, I would say it's probably Gavin Hayes. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he just had a, he played for Team USA, right? Um, no, he was he was at the, the World Junior Showcase, I okay. believe. Um, I mean, he, he scored 40 goals last year, so we got to cool. see him celebrate quite a bit. All right. And then Dom. Another Casey question. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, boy. Karaoke. Um, most recently, I performed Girls by the Beastie Boys. That was that was a pretty interesting one. Um, <laughs> solid. That's I a think, solid uh, choice. Or, or the cliche one, um, Mr. Brightside. So. Oh, that's, that's always good. It's got a good range. You don't have to be able to sing. Yeah. Um, okay, Jeremy. Other than the Firebirds, of course, who has the coolest jerseys in the OHL? OHL. Oh, you're really putting them on the spot here. <laughs> Man. I don't know that anybody's even close to this. No, it's, so, just, it's just it's the Firebirds. Okay, well then on that, what has been your favorite promo themed jersey that you guys have done for the Firebirds? There's a lot of them. I really like the Tropics jersey. One of our yes. last Tropics jerseys is really close to the – as close as we could possibly get with a hockey jersey. I would love jersey. to see that. I got one, one of my, my favorite. I'll show you. I want yeah. to see it. Number 33. But with that, I got to say, I think my favorite is coming this year for military appreciation. We'll be unveiling that soon. We're working with Folds of Honor um, to raise money for their program, and it is awesome, I think. Looking forward to seeing that. Saturday, November 4th. Right. <laughs> right before Veterans Day. Um, Dom, what? I think I know the answer to this, but what is your favorite sport? Ice hockey. Ice hockey. Uh, favorite way to spend a Sunday? Hmm. Probably wake up, uh, have a cup of coffee outside on the deck uh, with my now wife. Um, Congrats, the, by the way. Thank you. Very take, fresh. The, take the dogs for a walk, go grocery shopping, do my meal prep for the week. It's a, it's a pretty chill day, and now it's fall, so, I mean, there's football on all day. What, what else can a man ask for? All right. Well, describe yourself as a kid. Oh. <laughs> um. A bouncy ball. I think that would be the best bouncy way to. Ball. It, and I and I'm still like it at, at, the age of of, at the age of 31. I mean, I just can never sit still. I'm always having to be on the move or in something, to say the Get least. It, man. Jeremy, what are you most excited about this upcoming season? I'm excited to get the season going and see the fans again. I mean, it, it, it's the opening night, you know, when, when people come back, you haven't seen sometimes in four or five months. It, there's just this energy and excitement. Um, there's, there's so even when I see people in the summer, like it's only two more months. Like you, you can see them a month after, and they're like, "Gosh, I wish it was time for hockey season already." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it, that that first night when when people come back to see the team for the first time, there's just a ton of energy, um, ton of excitement for the season. Awesome. What advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Try harder in school, like high school, <laughs> like work harder, yeah. pay attention. Respect Study your teachers. Respect while. your teachers. Yeah, just take a book home. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, man. Sounds like we're very similar. When is the first time you truly felt successful? I'll let you know when that happens. Awesome. Good answer, Dom. What is a must-read book? Mm, the Power of Habit was the most recent book that I've read. Check um, that one out. Really, I really like that one. Uh, what is your favorite podcast? Mm, probably pardon my take uh, with uh, from Barstool Sports. That's a good one. Yeah. Jeremy, if you were stranded on an island with only one album for the rest of your life. Oh, <laughs> one. Would be? Now, obviously, we're assuming that there's power to listen to this album and you have a record player. So it's a weird question, but what's it going to be? Can it be a compilation album? I mean, or does it, it have yeah, to be an original? It could be a compilation album. Really? <laughs> Can I, if I had to pick two, if I could do a compilation just album, one. Or, oh, man, just one. 
I'd say probably the Metallica Black album. Solid. Solid. Uh, what about a must-binge TV series? Oh, man. Um, House of Cards was really good. Great one. Um, the Ranch was really good. Ashton Kutcher and and um, where is that found? That's on Netflix. It's the ranch. I have the to ranch, check it yeah. out. Um, Dom, what's a movie you could watch over and over again? Over and over again. Uh, Happy Gilmore, probably. I mean, it's <laughs> solid. Yeah, it's I cool. love Happy Gilmore. Um, all right, so for both of you, we can go. Whoever wants to go first. If Hollywood made a movie about you, who would you like to see cast as you? You go first. <laughs> I, I've, I don't think I've ever thought of this question. Um, Except for when you read the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got to check and see um, if I got this email. Yes. <laughs> if I was going to have someone cash me, who would it be? It doesn't have to look like you. I guess I never really truly thought about it. All right. Do you have, you do you have an answer, Jeremy? I got to do with my current hair situation. I'd probably have to pick Jason Statham. I could see it. I can totally or, see it. I yeah. would. I think. I think I would choose Jeremy like, with J- a British accent. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. Oh, there you go. I love his sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think he's hysterical. It's a good one. It's so. a good one. All right, Dom Ovechkin or Crosby? Who will go down as the better player? Crosby, hundred percent. Jeremy, MSU or U of M? Of M. Great answer. Blue. Go blue. <laughs> Jeremy, what's your favorite quote? Favorite quote? <laughs> I don't think I have a favorite quote. You have one that you like? Hmm. You can come back to that one. Dom? Oh, you got one. You're not first, you're last. Ricky yes, Bobby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, what's the favorite place you've ever been? Um, favorite place I've ever been, Sydney, Australia. I love that. Yeah, I always want to go to Australia. As an aspiring foodie, if you had one last meal, what would it be? Chicken wings. Yeah, come on now. We need to go do some wings. <laughs> we need to go do some wings together for sure. Jeremy, what is success to you? Um, hmm, that's. These are deep. These are not rapid, all rapid fire questions. Like I was locked and loaded for the movie one. Um, What's I would the movie? say uh, Tombstone. Tombstone. Watched Tombstone. over and over. One, yeah. Tombstone. Um, I, I I think it's a really it's a feeling of of self satisfaction, like you know, feeling that what you're doing is is rewarding. Yep. Um, I think that's probably the. And I think Most it's important. important thing. You know, I think success is different for everybody. And I think that sometimes success gets defined, and so everyone's kind of pursuing this definition of success. But really, it should be individual. Like, I think it's important. I always encourage my kids and people that I work with, like, determine what success looks like for you. It might not have anything to do with money. It might. It might have something to do with time or self-fulfillment, whatever. But if you don't know what you're chasing, you're never going to know if you found it. So determining what this – what to me, this is what success looks like – is a big help. <clears throat> Jeremy, you've been uh, the GM of the Dort Financial Center since 2004. Uh, they do everything from Comic-Con to concerts to the Firebirds. What's your most epic memory at, at the arena? Or, you know, I know it's changed names, but epic so, memory. So I, I, I didn't, I started operating the building in 2008. Um, oh. But 2000, I started in 2004. Best memory. You've been with them since 2004. 2000, yeah. Um, Got to do better research. <laughs> um, well, technically. Well, LinkedIn, I think, said technically, GM I work, 2004 to present. So that's. Technically, but, 2004, I was just with the team. 2005, I was joint gotcha. with both. But um, best memory. Wow. It's an epic thing that you're like, that was awesome. You left the arena that day going like, that was pretty sweet. The um, Probably because it was it was early, the the. The lockout season when when Chelios and Hatcher came in was was pretty memorable. Like those yeah. those crowds were Epic. were huge. But also, you know, just two seasons ago, our, our Western Conference Finals home game um, was. I mean, it was. I don't even. I don't think I've felt the place more electric than then. Like from a hockey standpoint, that's um, that was 
that was a, a pretty awesome night outside of hockey. Um, I would say we we had uh, we had corn play for Bananas' twentieth anniversary, and you know I was growing up. I always wanted to see corn. I never got to see him, and then I got to see him in a building I was working in, which was was pretty cool. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet. Um, Dom, what is a totally irrational fear that you have? Drowning. 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 I thought you said drumming at first, and then I I thought that's probably not it. All right, so Dom, the Firemen's make the playoffs again this year. What promo item are we offering fans at the first playoff game? Any ideas? Yeah, I would love to do. It doesn't like have a, to be a promise, but like a, a white T-shirt to to accomplish our, our whiteout. That's a cool idea. I know someone that can make some T-shirts. Uh, Jer- Jeremy, or <laughs> uh, uh, this, yeah, this is for Jeremy. Um, well, you already answered this. So we don't have to answer. It was what promotional night are you most excited about this season? But you already told us that the. Is that well? That's it's different than the promotional jersey, so maybe it's different. What a promotional night are you most excited about this season? Um, hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of them to be excited. There, there, there really, there really is. The home opener is always a great one. Um, we've got Dort Family Night, the second game of the season, which is that giveaway I was talking about. So that I'm really excited to see that. But I, I, I am, I am really excited about this. This military appreciation that we, yeah. we put a lot of time into paying respects to our military active active duty and, and veterans um we're excited to work with folds of honor in in their program um there's those are probably the the top three right now and i'm, I'm curious to see how fans choice works out too because yeah. it, we're given the opportunity for the first the time these night that they chose yeah. 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 yeah that's gonna be fun do you want to get slimed of course all right of we course. can work on that all right <laughs> of course i'm a ham um, this is another deep question for Jeremy. If you could broadcast a message to the entire world right now, everyone's watching, what would it be? Be kind. Love that, man. Great. That's a great answer. Dom, what is your proudest achievement? Mm, most recently, I think getting married. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy, what is something important you've learned in life that would help other people succeed? Be patient. Still working on that. It's taken a long time, but be patient. My kids just told me like, but not complacent. There's a there's a big difference. Yeah. My kids just told me a couple months ago that I need to work on my patience, and it's always different when you hear it from your kids. Like you might have already known that about yourself. So I've really been working on it. It's a challenging one, though. It is. Um, Dom, in your opinion, what sets successful people apart from unsuccessful people? I think patience. Um, oh. um, it's it's not uh, chasing that that um, something fast, right? It's 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 always the long game. Yeah. Of, uh, success. Good things take time. Yep. All right, we've made it to question number fifty. Can you believe it? Wow, that was quick, really? Right? Yeah. People think it's gonna be long. It's pretty quick. But this one's for both of you. Um, how far are the Firebirds going this season? Predictions. Preseason predictions, we can cut this, and then at the end, we can play a video and like, see who got it right. right? Um, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I mean, I, I think <laughs> my expectation of this season is is to make it back to the Western Conference Finals and, and make it to the OHL Finals. Boom. Yeah, we, we've, got a, we've got a great team coming back. Um, a lot of talent. We were a playoff team last year. I think we're in the playoffs again. I think we're. I think we'll be competitive. I think we're competing, and you know there'd be no greater day than to be able to face Saginaw in the Memorial Cup because yes. they're they're hosting, so they're automatically in. But we we saw last year in the first round we played Saginaw, and and the the atmosphere in the community was just yeah. fantastic it's like a rivalry game almost. it is yeah. and to yeah. be able to play them in the in the memorial cup would be, would be unreal unreal dude that'd be awesome that's what we're hoping for that's yeah. what we're hoping for well thank you guys we did it studio round it's round of applause to the audience round of applause good job guys you did it we learned everything about you there's no more mystery anymore so <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys coming on taking of your time i know you're busy hockey seat uh you know opening night's coming up and Thank you again. You know, we're excited to be working with you guys and um, look forward to getting to know you guys and, you know, helping grow the brand of the Flint Firebirds. That's what we do. That's what we're good at. And we're excited to be even a small part of that. 
and uh, looking forward to going to some hockey games this year as well. I know my staff and a bunch of family members are already like, can I get tickets? Can I get tickets? So <laughs> that'll be cool. We're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to seeing, you know, some AZ representation there too. It's kind of a big moment for us as a company. And we appreciate you guys giving us the opportunity to do that. We're going to wow you, I promise. So before we go, whoever wants or if you both want to look into that camera and plug whatever you want to plug, let the fans know all the things. And is this go. on video? This is on video. September 30th, home opener, Kitchener Rangers, 7 p.m. First 2,000 fans will receive a, a rally towel courtesy of Dort Financial. Um, you can buy tickets at the Dort Financial Center box office, etix.com. Um, and make sure to follow us on our on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, there's a lot of fun stuff that we'll have coming out here soon. Um, tickets start as low as $15. There's 34 games for you to choose from. Uh, a fun-filled promotional schedule as well. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to having you this year. I just got to say, Jeremy, good job picking a marketing director because that was a fantastic plug. <laughs> that was one of the <laughs> best plugs I've seen. Good. That was great. Want to add um, to it? Yeah. 30th, we want to see you there. If you can't, um, we got 34 home games, um, you know, that go all the way till the end of March. You can see all our full schedule, flintfirebirds.com. Lots of great promotions. Going to be a fantastic season. Lots of great hockey. I'm um, seeing some of the best young talent in the world. Awesome. Well, I got to say top five plugs of all time on the No Easy Way Out podcast. So we appreciate <laughs> you guys coming. And again, uh, thank you guys for joining us. We're excited to see what the season holds. And we look forward to all the things, man. So appreciate you guys. We appreciate you having us. We uh, we really look forward to working with you. Excited for fans to get to see what you're producing for them for uh, for opening night. Yeah. Part of the team, baby. Absolutely. We're part of a professional sports team. We're Absolutely. happy to have you. My dreams are coming true, right? <laughs> all right. Well, listen, thank you all for watching. We appreciate you going on this journey with us. We'll make sure we put all the links to all the things they mentioned in the, the podcast as well as in the description. So check them out. Go to some Firebirds this uh, games this season. As my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time. I'm out of here.